This is your one-stop shop for all things deals, discounts and tips when it comes to buying, well, anything really. This week, it's the Battle of the Supermarkets, which sounds much more dramatic than it really is, but we love a bit of drama here. Plus, we're talking scratch card winnings. Would you share your winning pot with a boyfriend you've known for three months? Uh, I know someone who didn't, and we'll talk about that later. Plus, it is the collapse of the body shop. Is it really a surprise? Does anyone care about those baskets full of products that have got elephants on? Uh, we'll find out what that means for the high street. Well, we'll try and find out. This is False Economy. Powered by Hot UK Deals, the UK's number one app for deals, discounts and freebies. I'm Vic Slayton, consumer champion, shopaholic and occasional stand-up comedian. And joining me once again, the man, the legend, the footballing king, Paul Watson. How are you? Good, thank you. Really good, yeah. I've been seeing you all over the place, Paul Watson. Have you really? Yes, you went on a podcast that's much more popular than ours and they've got a much better video editor, so your face is haunting me. All over LinkedIn, <laughs> Twitter, what's that about? Thank you. Oh, that's very Has good to know. A, is that, that has been quite a successful podcast, it feels like, for you. Yeah. Not to talk about better it, podcasts. It, no, it's, but... it's quite a big one. <laughs> um, and the funny thing is, I know the guy who runs the podcast, Spencer, and I knew him just before he became incredibly famous. And then we sort of checked <laughs> back in on this podcast and there was an element of like, how's it all gone for you? Yeah, all, all right. <laughs> about you again. <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh... Like yeah. he sort of made himself a, yeah, he like, he can't walk down the street without people coming up. Usually about 15 year olds coming up to him and mug, mobbing him and being like, ah, oh, hi. Yeah. And, and I'm sort of uh, just next to him, like as his uh, sort of friend. You want, you, you want Paul's autograph as well? Right. <laughs> just once, just one person. Come on. But yeah, it just goes to show podcasts can be kingmakers and uh, also queenmakers. I've got a queen beside me. It's Charlotte Redding. <laughs> How are you, Charlotte? Yet, yet to reach the bright heights of royalty as a result of this podcast, but uh, I feel like I was missold. <laughs> we um, got you on as a games editor, now you're just a consumer <laughs> champion. I heard I can get a refund. What about on appearances? Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm doing very well. I've just eaten some some chocolate-covered cranberries and they're, they're delicious. <laughs> so, <laughs> Is it Christmas? <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, they're, they're a lovely snack. So I'll tell you really what they were, about. bloody expensive. I don't think you should charge over £2 for eight cranberries dipped in yogurt. Oh, but no. I'll pay it because they're lovely. But you didn't pay it, I did. Uh, anyway. <laughs> no, I paid. I beat you to it. <laughs> we we had a little battle with our uh, debit cards at the till. Oh, was it was it a genuine one or one of those ones no, where you both sort it, of pretend no, you're going Vicks as fast as you can to and didn't cards. see me swoop in and, and, and tap it. It's too much great. working class vibe here yeah. where you've got to pay. And we'll talk about that probably a bit later. But discussion of the day, uh, <laughs> we start talking about it on the train. Um... You've bought a scratch card, <laughs> your mate, your partner's there, and it's like, we're buying a scratch card, but it's your money that paid for it. Yeah. You've won a million pounds. Oh, that's How a lot of news for me. rigorous is that verbal contract that you made with that person? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oof. It's worth noting in the story that we read that this guy apparently was like, well, I'll, I'll transfer you half. But the transfer didn't go through. Didn't go through. Because there was no signal in the shop. But the thing is, it wouldn't go through, would it? Equally. Well, to be no. totally fair, it sounds like the worst excuse ever. But if I tried to transfer half a million pounds, I think well, probably no, the well, bank no, would no, kick no, that no, back. £2.50 for the ticket. Oh, for the ticket. Yeah. Oh, my but word. But there's this argument so if that like, had gone through legally... No. No. no? Still no. Well, if you're buying Ooh. something and someone goes, well, I've transferred you half... Half the cost of that, so I think you'll find that we're sharing it. 
Yeah, yeah but if you, had a, ver- really if you had both verbally agreed you were going to share it and then you transferred half of it, well, it seems like, it's, right? Well, it's a very he said, yeah. she said Ooh. situation. Except but... it's not a he said, she said because the company that owns the lottery um, has ruled entirely in her favour and said that the money's all hers because there can only be a single owner of a scratch card and her name and address was written on the back. Right. What? Okay. Yeah. What about these like syndicates that used to enter the lottery? Now that would be like 30 people, right? This was a whole thing. This, this was our next question. So what did that, in those days, could one person have just basically pocketed that and said... Yes, and they did. No. <laughs> yes. Because uh, it's, well, it's important if you're in a syndicate to make sure you've got some kind of written agreement because the same rules do apply. The person that purchased the ticket and holds the ticket, they are the winner. And what happens to that money afterwards is it's up to you, really. Wow. So I guess you could take them to courts in the event that they didn't pay up, but you'd have to prove that the numbers that won were submitted because the person that we saw in the mm. US said he just bought a separate ticket. He'd been in a syndicate for 10 years. Yeah, that's a good point. How can he you prove He bought a separate what's... ticket yeah. that he'd won on, mm. but he was not willing to produce the ticket. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, like oh, anyone no. who has nothing to hide. <laughs> no, yeah. I assure you, it was my numbers my that ticket. won. May I see it? No. <laughs> for very good reasons <laughs> I will not go blew into. away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, the guy uh, took the scratch card because yeah. uh, her friend texted this guy and was like, you need to leave now. And uh, he took the scratch <gasps> card. The lottery got involved, <laughs> went round to his house to mediate the lottery card just turned up at your door <laughs> yeah and it looked no... like it looked like they'd agreed that the lottery had agreed that they should split the money but then somebody new bought the brand of the lottery and went nah <laughs> yeah so, Cam- so we almost had it yeah Camelot had said oh you know if we can draw up an agreement where this is a joint prize if you're happy with that and then the, kind of their overlords went there is only one owner of a lottery ticket and it is not you. But we did discover something else interesting about syndicates. Uh, If you don't have a written agreement, you might have to pay capital gains on it. Oh my God. So it's only the person that holds the ticket that is, is exempt from paying because they are the winner and that's it like in doing all this we were like you need so many agreements in place (laughs) there must be so many people who entered in these syndicates that were very lucky they did not win because they usually won about like 25 pounds and divided it between 30 people the law department is probably the biggest one at the national lottery legal is huge I never really got the syndicate thing I mean I sort of get it in theory but like, why don't you just enter yourself? Like yeah. Obviously, your chances are less than syndicate, but not by any meaningful sense. Like, well, right? Like, it's like one in it's one in a million or sixteen, twenty in a million chance right? of winning. I guess. Why but... not? But why don't you just have the? I mean, it's not a, when you're looking at one in a million or sixteen. Yeah. You might as well just have the one in a million and not have the potential to have a blood mm. feud with sixteen other people for the rest of your life. Well, so you, you'd ultimately, have to, like... they're obliged to say that gambling is bad and you should do it responsibly and only with money that you've got. When, um, when the fun stops, <laughs> When the stop. fun stops, stop. Obliged to say that. That yep. being said, oh, I love a scratch card. Um, but you, you'd, if, if that, <laughs> in that position, if you wanted to run away with the syndicate's money, which sounds so <laughs> yes, like a highwayman, you know, really bandity, mm. stealing money from a syndicate, you'd have to quit your job, move house, and just block them all for the rest of your life. Yeah. And people have done that. For, yeah. Yeah, for £16 million, pounds, yes, I would <laughs> yeah. do that. I'll change my so, name. But then yeah. you get those middle ground numbers. <laughs> you get those middle ground numbers like, we won 32 grand. That's loads. But am I moving to Patagonia for that? No. Like, you know, you get How there. Much and did you move to the other side of the world for? 
Because that's why I left so abruptly. The football thing was just a cover. It was all syndicate. Syndicate were after me. You were 32 grand in a syndicate at work. I mean, it also does sound like the coolest thing ever to say, yeah, I had to get out. The syndicate were after me. It just sounds amazing. It does, doesn't it? It's much cooler than it actually is. You've probably got like 16 other quite angry guys called Clive and Brenda coming after you. Yeah, yeah, we we had like quite a tense conversation about it on the train, didn't we, though? Uh, because it was like because apparently I didn't answer quick enough on of course it would be 50 50 <laughs> 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 so, so you didn't answer quick things, enough you're on no. to like your legal department and so yeah really. well you see all these things and I, I've always thought that actually you know that amount of money changes the dynamic of a relationship so the best argument for it if like because I, I always think this you know if, if you're married to someone if you're, if you're in a long-term relationship you can't have all the money because otherwise Mm. also that person cannot do with you the things that you would want to do together so the best argument for the longevity of your relationship would be to split it 50 50 so you each had Mm. the same but no i feel like uh, vix has got a a, a counterpoint i think vix would change her name and run abroad with the million pounds i don't know because i guess that it's it is tough like if it's not tough at all i would absolutely share it 50 percent. no you bloody wouldn't answer the question (laughs) Well, it's just like whenever I've had like share allocations and stuff, technically, if it goes into the household money, but I have made sure I've paid off any debts that I've got first to put myself into a financial position to enjoy the money. Mm. But if I've used all the money on that, then I don't have the fun money, do I? And that does make me sad. But that's the argument. (laughs) In my mind, it wouldn't so that it wouldn't become household money Mm. to which one person felt an additional right. You would have to from point go split it into your separate accounts. That's Good. what I would do. Mm. And it's really lovely to know that somebody else wouldn't do the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing devil's advocate, okay? <laughs> what, I've, what I've learned today <laughs> is that I, I would like to no longer be present when each of us purchase scratch cards so that, you there's know, no argument. there's no argument. We will never know if the other has had a windfall. I can't even buy you a cup of tea. So I don't know why we're arguing over how we would share a million pounds. <laughs> Well, I'd share it. Who else has got millions of pounds in the bank? Supermarkets, Charlotte. It's a bit of a battle on, isn't there? There is. So (laughs) Aldi have announced a huge plan for expansion, massive growth. So they currently have a thousand stores in the UK and they are planning to open 500 more of them. Um, in a huge, huge growth. Oh, are they gonna? Um, are they gonna just take other people's stuff? Are they just gonna go and like punch Tesco? Well, probably just go in and steal, like just start turning barriers around, and it'll just be t- <laughs> an Aldi there. Like, kind of like Scooby Doo style, rip the mask off. Yeah, it's actually a Tesco. I don't know. Yeah, uh, thousands and thousands of jobs they're looking to create. Um, but it's all when you look at how the market shares of supermarkets are going. It's really interesting. So Tesco is still the absolute giants with more than 25% of the market. They've got the most stores, though. They do. And the most sort of land. Like metros. Like They've got a lot of local yeah. like corner shop size stores as well as the big daddies where you go for your big shops. Big so. daddios. Big daddies. Um, <laughs> Morrison's are having an absolute shocker. So Morrison's now... Do you know what? Good. Yeah. They deserve it. They're overpriced. Yeah. <laughs> 
They announced recently that they were running a, a sort of a price match thing. I say recently, literally in the last week, they've decided to really publicise and make a big deal about how they're price matching Aldi. And, but also going, but these prices have actually been matched to Aldi. Like we've only had to really attempt to price match like 10 of them because the rest of them were already the same price. Okay. On these how, two, how on these works did you have to do to find these products? 200 yeah. essential items. I haven't been able to find the list of what these 200 <laughs> essential items are that apparently they always charge the same amount for. But it's too little too late. Their market share has been dropping consistently over the last couple of years. Um, and Aldi has now overtaken them. They are four years behind Tesco. That's when they started doing price match. See, they don't know what they are, Morrison's. It's an identity crisis, right? Because we were talking about them before. And they used to be the cheap supermarket. And now they are very much not the cheap. So what are they? If you're it's not, because they've got their fancy counters as well. I think yeah. they think they're a bit up themselves because the sort of they've still got the cheese streets. counter, the market street. Yeah. And in principle, yeah. you get it because it is a sort of nicer experience. But all their other products are so much more expensive as mm. well. <laughs> it is wild. It's no yeah. wonder that Aldi and Lidl are um, seeing the growths that they have. But Morrison's is just, they're attempting to copy everyone else. I mean, their, their attempts at copying Tesco in the last year are absolutely hilarious. They expanded Morrison's more cards to have the more card price on things. Yeah, the points system is still incredibly opaque. Though. You've got to get like 5,000 points to make a quid or something. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense. And you have to go into the app and activate the office that you want a lot of yeah. them which mm. who can be bothered i remember that at the till i'm like oh i should have got that never mind like, yes <laughs> they are trying to compete with aldi because the other day we saw these big i can only describe them as buckets of shit um <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's like once it's gone it's gone it was never here yeah. where is it yeah. they were like that it's like two baskets of a middle little that like, they've taken off the back of a lorry that's got like some pans and bowls in <laughs> Maybe this is the way, maybe this is their next piracy. It's so chaotic. That, that's They've Morrison's made a way out. massive space as well in the shop, so yeah. I reckon that shit is coming. I reckon they're doing mid-lyle. Yeah. yeah, that's their sensible way through. Just become the pirate supermarket. Just hijack other people's deliveries yeah. and start selling it. But that's it's, what it's, I would do. Yeah, it's you like need a brand. tat from B&M and Lidl, like, just in this big basket. But it's completely, it just appeared one day at the end of the drink aisle. Yeah, like someone had put it there, like guerrilla activity. Like what, a little, like, little car boot sale in the middle of Morris. I like that. So if Morrison's getting increasingly desperate just selling you some shit they got yeah. around in the yeah. house just like that's what it felt like <laughs> it was really like and it was like they've had a whip round the staff yeah. like, this is what we got a bit of pipe and some some chopping boards <laughs> like <laughs> but yeah Club Card have got in trouble as well because they were not putting the unit price on their Club Card prices and some of those prices weren't that good <laughs> I'm not surprised it's really hard to work it all mm, out yeah. isn't it no one does so I mean I do Oh, you do. Yeah, it. it's not that. Do you know what? And this it does it does frustrate me because I do think there's an element of personal responsibility. So people are like, there was a big three in a yellow circle, so I assumed it was the cheapest. It's like, oh come on, <laughs> cop on. Like, 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 stop thinking that shops care about you getting the best deal. Like I think we all need to move away. <laughs> it's not nationalised. It's not, an, Tesco's is not a not-for-profit. There is nothing in there. I got asked to talk to press about this recently, like, oh, should super, would, what should supermarkets do to make the prices clearer? They're not going to do that because they want <laughs> you to buy stuff at the most margin they can. Like, they are not going to mm. do it. Like, it's the same with, like, fuel prices and gas prices. Like, surprise, Ukraine wasn't the reason all of our bills went up. Look at how much profit British gas has made. They don't care. <laughs> 
they care about money and like you know they're doing what they can to solve the cost of living crisis they're not they're doing what they can to get cash strap people into the shops so and maintain their market share you just need to be disloyal like, so much of it's just marketing on yeah it. because what in looking at the market shares and how everybody's doing asda have always been pretty much the cheapest supermarket and they are having to now work 10 times as hard to make people believe that they are as cheap as aldi and lidl and that they are competing with Tesco on their club card prices. I'm sorry, where's the confusion? That woman pats her pocket on the arse of her jeans. Yeah, like, I don't know how much more evidence what, what you more want evidence than that. Do you need? Oh, that was this, empirical. That I cited thing? that study. I don't yeah, that was. Think so. No, she's long dead. But you know, the point was still there. <laughs> Starved to death in the end. So shop around. Stop getting mugged off by shops. Like it is on you. Please look at the unit price on the shelf. I know it seems hard. It's not hard. We can do this together. I can run a class. <laughs> Charlotte can run a the little class. class, right? Oh God, sixty-five should, pounds an hour. I, I mean, get in touch if you want Charlotte to do that. If five people, <laughs> an Instagram get in video touch, special, Charlotte will explain her toilet roll maths. Thank you. The body shop has gone. I didn't know it was still going. <laughs> it didn't deserve to. I thought it existed for kids teenagers young teenagers like me to go and touch products <laughs> and for aunties to buy products for me a teenage girl just, in a little basket just body butter <laughs> but it, it, <laughs> i mean that is the only place that musk as a smell <laughs> has ever been it, designated undesirable <laughs> when they first Hits started <laughs> they were the original ethical consumerism yeah they mm. were the the first people to be like our products are plant-based and cruelty-free like it just, vegans went to the body shop yeah you know okay. this stuff to be but then free. all of these boutique little places started doing that and the norm became that everything was vegan and cruelty-free and natural ingredients it's hard to get cruelty products these days i know i was thinking like, that is. Really I was, honestly i was thinking that in the shower because there's a gap in the market there really is like what if i want something that was tested on animals because i really trust better that that won't inflame my eczema if it just like <laughs> Look, if it's just like all honesty, all transparency, we slapped a couple of rabbits where we made this. I'd be like, oh, fine. Like, but, you know, but if they but, did that and went, and it's, and it's 50p cheaper. Yeah. Do you know? I'm oh, okay come on. Hey. I don't think this makes you likeable. Nothing makes me likeable. I'm having a really you're, cantankerous you're, week. You're, you are so cantankerous this week. But I think the, the body shop, just by the time they ended, were just branded completely wrong. It just became obsolete. And I think. People are getting a bit more sophisticated. Even kids now are yeah. more sophisticated in terms of beauty products. They want branded beauty products. Everybody looks haggard and old at 20 because they're using hydro like hydrochloric acid on their skin to make their skin look younger when they've already got young skin and it's damaging it irreconcilably. It's Kids are very brand aware now. So Body Shop used to be the one that your mum or your auntie could get you because it was sort of an in-between trying your mum's makeup on and proper products we, we were in boots the other day and there was a a, a little girl with I, I assume her grandmother in the shops and she must have been what, seven. seven seven or eight seven and she's walking around and she's like no like you like I, i'm trying to i want this product i saw it on tiktok and, and it was the moisturizer right it was the skincare oil, not the makeup aisle she's like no it's a specific product is I this specific thing that I saw on TikTok? One, what's a seven-year-old doing on TikTok? But like, oh, but two, what skincare does a seven-year-old need? Yeah, that's like, grim. And the, and the, the grandmas, I was like, I'll get it for you. You know, I'll get. I'll, but you've got to tell me what it is. She was like, I don't know. I just I saw it on TikTok, and it was the most 
harrowing thing to witness <laughs> in a lot of ways for the state of the world. I came scooting yeah. around from the sparkly nail polish. I was like, did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. I was buying makeup for a child, but spoiler, it was for me. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, they just couldn't move with the times. They didn't bring innovation to their products. There was nothing special about them. Lush did a lot. Lush took their mm. market to a degree because it was a bit more fun a bit more novel they were offering yeah. things like oh anti-chafing set which probably isn't true will make your bath look like someone kills you in it like <laughs> <laughs> and here's a block of something you just rub on your head and it's shampoo like it's... <laughs> we promise it's shampoo it feels like one long con it comes in a tin it comes in a tin and if you're not careful you'll drop it in the shower and half of it will wash away and you'll have to buy a new one <laughs> yeah. it's uh, yeah but yeah it was just obsolete I don't know who a body shop customer would be no, no. I, I can't picture what their ideal customer is. No, because they probably just go to like the white company. You know, <laughs> yeah, more choice for people who mm. want to be cruelty free, as you say. You can't find cruelty anymore. I can't, can't find it. <laughs> it's real pisser. But yeah, they had a lot of shops. Half of them, I think, are closed in immediately. So it'll be interesting to see if anybody buys the mm. legacy brand and moves it online, or if a shop buys it out. But what would it be? Take so up those units. Is it going to be more pound shops? There's potentially sort of a buyout deal in place. Um, I think somebody's already taken it over and sort of, to a certain extent, rescued it. Uh, but they've said that more than half of the stores will close. Um, five or six of them have closed with immediate effect. Literally the, the day that it was announced that the administrators came in. But that includes things like the one on Oxford Street. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, of all the shops to shut. Another yeah. American candy store. Yeah, right. Yeah. Another fun company we read. Because <laughs> uh, they, they pumped a load of money in to try and get Oxford Street back off the ground. So HMV mm. came back with their sort yeah. of finals and merch offering. It looks like Ikea have pulled out. So Ikea had this massive unit that was just sort of behind what used to be Topshop. They put a big blue bag over it, like the big Ikea bag with the yellow straps. And they're like, coming soon. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. There's not an Ikea in there. And it looks like from the advertising outside that they're, they're looking for it again. So for but this never reason, made any sense to me, right? So uh, maybe I'm misunderstanding it, but with Ikea, you load everything into your car, right? I mean, you, you don't just take stuff on the tube with you under your arm like these are this is big so like it makes been, sense yeah. they've like, been but, testing showrooms though oh like is that what it normal, is sort of like an scs style thing so they have been testing showrooms and their smaller stuff which you can get so you well you, you, you you know you can get a fair few billy bookshelves in they the can do the there. labyrinth but not the warehouse right and everything else gets like sent to you i imagine because so. yeah. they were always really reluctant to do that weren't they they had this exorbitant charge mm. for delivery so maybe that's the change. Because otherwise I was like, well, look, no one's driving to Oxford Street. So like my experience with Ikea is you drive to somewhere like Wembley or wherever it is and you park up and you load all the stuff in the back of your car and regret life. And like, how are you mm. going to do that on Oxford Street? That's I suppose you only need weird. your candles, your crockery yeah. and yeah. one floor that sells the meatballs that people the are meatballs going is for the novelty. Yeah, yeah you, I could see how it would work, but it's interesting to see why they think it won't. Mm. Because yeah. it, it has just gone. That blue would... bag has disappeared and there's wow. no Ikea branding underneath. So I'd rather get through the maze and it end in meatballs than the warehouse though. Yeah, so... It is time for the quick fire round. It's the quick fire round. That was it. That was good. You've been you, you're not giving one? it a go. Yeah, I, I, I have been working on it also. <laughs> no, I'm joking. That's good. No, it's good. It's good. Dum 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 dum. Quick fire. Dum dum dum. No, all right. See, see my thing is, I've actually, um, I liked what you were going with. It. So I've got Sean Paul, I but he's outside. Was join so I to provide another track because like, I'm not Ed Sheeran. Well, I don't have a loop pedal. <laughs> <laughs> I thought someone 
everyone was coming in. I was like, I'll start with a beat and then someone else will come well, in. And then you like just dum, again, dum, dum, dum. I thought you were going, do, 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 no, I, do, do. I thought you were coming in. I thought you were coming in and you mm. just left me out there. I've made you look a right knob. <laughs> you made me look a right knob. And I'm going to make you look like a right knob when you don't get these answers right. Here we oh. go. Lot number one is a 23 and me test. Now, the 23 and me test is probably the most well-known of the genealogical tests. They offer several different packages, but I want to know the cost of the health and ancestry package. You trace your lineage and see what terrible things lie ahead of you based on what has gone before. How much to unlock that treasure trove of paranoia and... I health anxiety. Yeah, it sounds horrible. Sounds yeah, really like genuinely I, I want to do it because I I I want to no, but I also want my sisters to do it as well. So we can I'm a triplet and we're not sure which ones are the identical twins sometimes. I need that would be yeah. interesting. Well no, they seem very sure it's you that's the skeptic in this. Do they listen to this? Have you raised these views mm. to them directly before we put this on? Look. <laughs> <laughs> Look. You are much taller than that. I've started And you love that. I do love that. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> I say much taller. It's like an inch and a half, but it's, it's, it matters. It's critical. It's critical. Inch I, I would say, oh God, um, $149.99. You were on a track to talk about something there and then you did bottle it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about there. Yeah. Would you choose to know your uh, health future? Or? No. No? Um, you, would you just rather not know and, and die? Or Well, that's a bit of a strong <laughs> way of putting it, but yes. Um, no, I, I have massive health anxiety problems. So for me, this would be a disastrous decision because I would then start to see symptoms of whatever I heard. Yes. Have you ever been tempted as a result of your health anxiety? Not, not to this specifically, right. but I have definitely gone down a pathway where you get really paranoid about it's everything in your family histories. And, um, no. But it's worth actually saying that a lot of family history actually doesn't directly relate. So a lot of the time you think, oh God, so-and-so, mm. my family had X and Y. And so much of the time that actually doesn't mean anything to your health. But I only learned mm. that through getting really worried about it. So no, for me, this would be a disastrous <laughs> move. But I think it's a £70 worth of disastrous move. All right, okay. Feeling. So you're saying 150 and you're... Yeah, I'm going to hit less than, like, Yeah, less than half of that. Mm, yeah. It's actually £114. You've just taken the point there, Charlotte? Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> 45 out from... Paul. I'll honour it. I don't care. There was a point to... where I forgot what you'd said, what yeah, I'd said, I, and yeah. what you'd said. So I, I was just happy what, someone I was knew. like, what are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> what is my life? That's when it gets uh... marginal, there really is that sense of, oh, someone's got to do the Does maths on this. Like, <laughs> Does it what's... Matter? <sighs> I'm losing the, the, the whole table anyway. Like, just give the points to Paul. There isn't a table, is there? There's no table. We just, we just sort of do it week to week. It's not like... Well, there is right? a table here. It keeps here. Keeps yeah. Oh, table. yeah. Which is lovely. And also, but, I but, think it includes like how far away from the topic. Oh. But I, but I feel like if we, I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like that's something they will now add if I've just said it, even if they don't. Which sorry <laughs> here to give you more administration to you. You are our favourite. Uh, yeah. The, no, that's amazing. Someone does a day. But but on the other hand, we don't want to make you come into it feeling like you've got a recap. Mm, like mm. it just feels that feels quite bleak. Anyway, I won. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well done. Is, I was trying to bury that as well, but no, unfortunately, she did. Uh, Smuggy right. McSmug face. Smuggy McSmug face <laughs> has has won it again. Uh, <laughs> right. 
Uh, the next lot is the classic Rubik's Cube. Well and truly established as a 1980s icon of design. But Una Rubik actually invented it 50 years ago this year in 1974 and originally called it the Magic Cube. Mm. <laughs> so how much do they sell for now? Where from? I think it is a brand in itself. Yeah. So uh, we the are... official Rubik's... This one is from Argos, so this is an official Rubik's Cube. I think... I think I'd say £15. Also, I think it's really funny that the person didn't name it after themselves because they didn't want to be a dick. And then in retrospect, yeah. everyone has named it after that person. So it's really embarrassing yeah. for them. Yeah, it's I like think... me walking around with a Watson cube. And you'd be like, like, yeah. Oh, he's got his Watson cube again. <laughs> I'm more inclined to go with the Uno cube, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> cube. Uh, <laughs> um, you said 15, didn't you? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I think it's going to be less, but I'm, I don't know how much. I'm going to say 14.99. Sensible. Oh, you've just one pence less. Mm. Oh, you're playing tactically now, I see. <laughs> playing to win rather oh, than wow. playing for the... Wow. It was 11.99, so it's another point for you. Oh, my God. But if you could see her face, if you could see his smug face... Oh, another point for you. I just think she's quite happy though. Yeah, do you know what? I need you to win. Thanks, Paul. I don't know, you went to smug there, but I was like... You you don't get any extra points for sucking up to the person with the other points. She's not going to give you half a million. We've we've, we've ruined it. (laughs) You're not going to give anyone half of yours. Maybe a third. (laughs) We get the proportions in the end. Used F1 tyre. That's the next one. A used F1 tyre. A used F1 tyre. Do they use them once? Like, um, never again? Like, it yeah, is yeah. single use. Yeah, you wouldn't... Pirelli yeah. tyre used in an F1 Grand Prix with the red Super Soft insignia. It mm. also comes with its own Pirelli display stand. Now, I mean, what I would absolutely do with that is put it on my high-end i yeah. <laughs> And how do you define uh, use? Just... <laughs> like, yeah. Like, well, know, I like, guess they change them quite regularly, the safety, don't they? But the safety but it... cars going around, they're like, yeah, that'll do. You... you throwing these away I'll, I'll, I'll take them yeah that feels like something some bloke is selling <laughs> yeah come think of that. there must be loads of them because right they all change their tyres quite a lot they change within the race so as well be, don't they yeah like, loads like, so there must be like hundreds of no. used oh god F1 it's boring tire. sport though, interestingly isn't it? Oh, Paul, you might think if you got this right it would just be glory and stopping Charlotte having a clean sheet but there's actually a bonus point available which could level the score right we could get a draw out of this because I want to know how much for the tyre and how much for the shipping. <laughs> what, really? We're doing oh, shipping once again? Yeah. Damn right we're doing shipping. Oh, shipping. Where's it from? Yeah, Etsy.com. But nah, it's a UK, but what kind, what kind it's a UK <laughs> listing. So oh, it's a UK okay. listing. Um, it's hard to know, isn't it? Because it's obviously worthless, but also <laughs> valuable to I'm certain people. I'm going with... Oof, okay, um... £69 for the tyre and 37 for the shipping. Right, okay. 100 for the tyre, 75 for the shipping. Uh, it's bang on on the shipping there, Paul. £75. £75! And you also won the point on the tyre because Charlotte's absolute disdain for the sport really low balls are on that. It's £458.51 £400. you'd need to pay That's for that. But it's, it comes with the stand and if you care about the sport... It's sort of memorabilia. It's like a big useless right? piece of shit. They, no, use, no, no. they use hundreds of footballs in the it, Premier it, it, League it, it, it's but like, it's worth what people are paying yeah, for like it. If but you're you bought, absolute, look, you're still disgusting. I am absolutely disgusting. Like if you bought one of the like, Wimbledon and sell the old ball but like if they sold like a centre court tennis ball right <laughs> it wouldn't be worth fuck all because it's a shit ball that's had the crap beat out of it by loads yeah, of, it like, would be like it's not a usable tyre 
yeah. you would pop it, it not, in a frame and be an arse about it. But so it's it would be not, expensive. It doesn't feel rare enough. They, they uh, go through so many. But of they do them. at Wimbledon too. Like they, I'm sure they yeah. sell like centre court used final balls, How and they'll much sell. For? I have no idea, but I'm sure they'll absolutely. That'll be next week's task because it's absolutely. Yeah, well, he's looking now. <laughs> no, no, that is really genuinely quite well, we, weird. We are, we are we in a tiebreaker. No. So it's funny, Paul, that you should mention the uh, the centre court tennis ball That's because. Really uh, odd. So it is not quite a centre court ball. It is just any ball that was used in Wimbledon. Yeah. So they are. They've seen an opportunity. They smell what sells. Alan Sugar style. Yeah. So this could be like court sixteen. Adrian Manorino bounces three balls, discards one. Is he good? No. Right. The balls. So the balls. <laughs> yes. So like one ball. One ball. So used like no, at the championship. One, possibly nobody's ball. hit the ball with a racket. It's mm. just been in a it's pocket, a and then it's it's come out again. I reckon mm. people would pay more if it had been in a pocket. Mm. Like if well, Rafa yeah, Nadal put a ball thin. in his pocket. <laughs> Next to his pocket. <laughs> Next to the ball in the other pocket. Yeah. I, I, I know people who pay money for that. Good money. But that is not what I'm is asking. Is you? you people? Okay, so one one ball. How much for one ball? <sighs> one ball. I'm going £10. I'm working £10. I'm going to say £25. Uh, actually, you, you should have low balled. For fuck's sake. <laughs> £6. That's nothing. It's a weird How much amount. do tennis balls cost when they haven't been bounced on? Like not much. Not much. Less. less. Yeah, like. A, I mean, because presumably that's a that's a premium a good ball. quality ball. That's a good yeah. quality ball. You'd pay like four or five pound probably for a new ball. So it's actually economic mm. to buy the Wimbledon oh, used balls. <laughs> yeah, that's really weird. That's really Just low. Just a ball. From Wimbledon. If you think about something that Baptiste Ragout has, like, had in his hand. <laughs> it's just really odd to me. Baptiste Ragout? I just... <laughs> Ricardo Baptiste Ragout. If you... Baptiste Ragout! Like... Just to give you context, a tube of just normal, unused balls that haven't been in uh, hmm. ravioli Ragout's <laughs> pockets. <laughs> <laughs> the disrespect from us about this right. professional sport. <laughs> £8, anyway. Eight right, pounds. It's just like, £2, £2 a ball, a ball. But you could get a game-used ball for £6. I can't, can't retain the information. <laughs> anyway, anyway, fair play, Paul. Yeah, well done. So you, you all have that, to clean All that knowledge, yeah. Three, you, three, three two. two. Came, it came in handy, then. You've won. Thank you. you came from sports. behind but it. it was kind of like a five-set tennis match, and I was a bit like Andy Murray going two sets down. Who, who was I? You were like Kaina Shikori in that you started well, but then in some ways you sort of shot yourself in the foot because you, you, you've got Andy Murray playing the kind of tennis he likes to play by removing the fear of early defeat. It's the toilet rolls. <laughs> I'd like to hear about the toilet rolls again. Um, <laughs> now, do you want three ply or double rolls? <laughs> that is unfortunately the end of the show. Is it unfortunate? I don't know. Uh, but nonetheless, the show happens. We learned some things. Uh, quite a lot of things actually Paul won the game that's what I heard Paul won the quick fire round Charlotte did not win the quick fire round and uh, we'd love to hear from you we'd love to hear your top tips we'd love to hear your deals uh, visit the Hot UK Deals Forum to share and enjoy some more deals because we get a lot of our deals from there if you enjoyed the podcast please rate and review it if you'd like to see Charlotte's uh, toilet roll economics let us know about that as well <laughs> and if you didn't enjoy it you now have 30 days to return it for a full refund terms and conditions apply your statutory rights are not affected.